Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Today's daf Maseches Kedushin is daf Memtes. Unfortunately, we're hearing terrible news from Eretz Yisrael, and our learning today should be as a refuah shalema for the wounded. The people who were taken into captivity should be saved healthy and well. And all the people affected in a negative way should have a nechama and be able to heal and recover. As is Hashem, our learning today should be a sechus for all of them, for all of our brothers and sisters throughout the world. Today's daf, Mesechus Kedushin, is daf memtes, and there are five sections in today's daf. The first section we're going to continue discussing this concept of Mara Makum that we left off discussing yesterday. The second section <coughs> is the Gemara is going to qualify the Machlokas Rabbi Shimon and Tanakama in our Mishnah. Third section, we're going to have different terminologies if a person utilizes them. What is he referring to in order that the Kedushin is effective in terms of defining himself? Fourth section we're going to have is an Agadita-related Gemara that talks about different measures of items, 14 items actually, that descended into the world and who took them. And then the fifth and final section, the bottom of Mutesimut Beis, is going to be a mission that continues on with this discussion about being Mikudeshes based on certain conditions and if it's binding or not. So let's get started. The second to last line of Memchesimut Beis. And we left off yesterday, we were discussing how we had a machlekes in the Mishnah Tanakam Rabbi Shimon. Mishnah in the middle of Memches Beis. The machlokis was if a person is Makadish a woman and says, I'm giving you something, the way the Gemara clarified in the end, he told her he's going to give her, for example, silver. And then she sent her shliach to accept it from the man, telling the shliach, the shliach Kabbalah, that it would be silver. Like he said, he gave the shliach gold. So we had a machlokis in the Mishnah. According to the Tanakam, there's a kpedos, the Kedush is not effective. According to Rabbi Shimon, we said, it's mara makam hiloi, which the way Rashi explains that, we'll see today, is that the mishaleach, in this case the woman, she was only saying, I want you to accept something that's easier, or something that's less, or do my shlichus in a way that's theoretically easier. But if he offers gold and he accepts it, and she accept, the shliach accepts it, that would also be binding, according to Rabbi Shimon, because the mishaleach, the woman in this case, didn't mean to preclude that, she was just saying you could even accept something less. So what the Gemara picks up today and shows us there's two other shittas who agree with this svara of Mara Makum Hiloi when it comes to Shluchim. Amar Abayis, Abayis says, second to last line, Mechas Madbeis, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, Rabbi Lazar, Kulu Sphir Lehu, Mara Makum Hulai. So the Rashi explains it is these three shittas, Rabbi Shimon, as I just explained, Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, and Rabbi Lazar, we'll see later, they all hold that when a sh- someone sends a shliach to accomplish something and says, do something that's easier or lighter, and then the shliach does something more significant, it's still going to be effective because the mishaleach was merely trying to make it easier or lighter for the, mish- for the shliach. So if the shliach does something more, it would also be effective because the mishaleach was just giving a general direction not to preclude the acceptance of something more significant. So Rabbi Shimon, Hadam, Rabbi Shimon, we've already shown is that if the mishaleach, the case this woman says, I'm going to give you sil- uh, accept silver, and it turns out she accepts gold, as the husband gives the gold instead of silver, it would also be effective. Rishim Gamliel, where do we see Rishim Gamliel holds that Maramakum Huloi would be an effective shlichus even if the shliach didn't do exactly what the Mishaleach said? 
It's not. And the Mishnah Bo Basra tells us, top of the Aleph now, get Parshat Eid of Mitoichai. So we know that there is a difference. We learned in Mesechus Gitin between two types of Gitin. There's Get Parshat, which is the ordinary type of Get, where you write the information in the document. And at the bottom, you sign the names of the witnesses. But there's no break in the action. It's all the words. And then the signing at the bottom. However, when it comes to a get mikushra, which Rashi explains, Chachamim made a special takana for Kohanim, since if they divorce their wives, they can't remarry them because they're not allowed to marry a grusha, so they wanted to make the process of divorce a little more extensive, so that they consider, maybe reconsider, take it easy before they divorce their wife and then can't remarry. So they established that Kohanim divorced their wives with get mikushra. Literally means a tied get. The way they would do it is they would write a line, they would leave a blank space above it, fold that over and sign it, and then the aidim would sign on top, one aid would sign on top of that. And they would continue this process, which was more extensive, in order that hopefully the Kohen calms down, and if he really would want to not divorce his wife, he'll have that opportunity to stay married. So, Mekushar Eid HaMeacharov, when it comes to these special Mekushar Gitin, the witnesses were signed on the back. Says the Mishnah in Baba Basra, Pashut Shekasfo Eid HaMeacharov, if you ever get Pashut, and the Edim instead signed in the back, or Mekushar Shekasfo Eid HaMitocho, or if you had to get Mekushar where the witnesses signed inside, meaning not in the ordinary way, so Tanakama says, Shneim Psulim, that they're both going to be Pasal. It's not what Chazal established, it's not going to be Kasher. Says that if it was a get mikusher, so this unique type of get, and the Edim didn't sign in the back on every line after the blank space, like Chazal established, they signed below, it would still be acceptable. Why is that? Because theoretically, you can change a get mikusher into a get pashit. You could open it up, and then you'll just have blank spaces in between the lines with the Edim signed at the bottom. So it would change from mikusher to a get pashit, and it would still be following Takanas Chazal. Rashi just points out that Tanakama disagrees with this because Tanakama holds you're not allowed to have, you're not allowed to make this into a get pashit because the zmanim of a get pashat and get mikushar are dated differently. So therefore, you wouldn't be able to do that. It would still be pashat if you reverted the order of you, where the Adim signed. That's the Tanakam and Chanina ben Gamliel. Rabbi Shem Gamliel says, Hakol Kamedina. This is a bit difficult, but he seems to be saying, you always follow the common custom. Now, what do you mean the common custom? So it seems to be as if, a shliach, if someone sends a shliach to write a get for himself, they should follow whatever is the common custom. If the custom is to write get mikusher, it should be done and get mikusher. Get get uh, get pasher should be done with as a get pasher. Says the Gemara of Avin and Ba, and they asked the Kasha. The Gemara of Basra wondered, Tanakama Leslie Minagamadina. Of course, the Tanakama agrees. You should follow the Minagamadina. Means the Tanakama wasn't talking about where you send the shliach. Tanakama would agree also if a shliach was sent, you should follow the common custom. So what's the machlekes then that Rosh Hashanah is arguing about? In a scenario where the custom is to write the get pashat, that's the normal case. Let's say it's a city of Yisraelim. And the shliach went and reverted the order and made it into a get mikushar, or inami basar denihigi mikushar v'avalei pashat, or the reverse, the custom was to make get mikushar and they made a get pashat, meaning again, where the mishaleach didn't tell them to do that, Everybody would agree there's certainly an exactitude about it, and that get would be puzzle. The machlaikis between these shittas would be where the custom is to do both types of get. It means you have Kohanim, you have Yisraelim mixed together, and the custom is you can use either type of get in this city. And the, the husband sent the shliach and he said, Make me a normal get. And instead, he made the get as a get mikushar. 
So now, Marsavar, the first two opinions, Tanakam and Rabbi ben Gamliel say, Kepeda, no, there's still an exactness to this. Since he said, I want you to make a get Pasha, and he made a get Mikusher, it's going to be possible. Marsavar, Rosh Hashim Gamliel holds, Maramakum Hulai, since that is the common custom in this place also, that we say that the Tanakam, the Rosh Hashim Gamliel's opinion is, we say that the husband just wanted to make it easier, so make a get Pasha. If you go and make it more complicated, okay, no problem. The husband was just giving a general direction and this get would still be acceptable. So we see again, Rosh Hashimah supports Rabbi Shimon, Mara Makum Hulay would be an effective shlichus if he makes it a little more complicated because the husband or the sender just wanted to make it simple and would be agreeable even if it was more complicated as well. Let's move on. Rabbi Lazar, Ditanano, Rabbi Lazar is the third opinion holds Mara Makum based on a mission of Mesachas Gitin. Ditanano Isha, Sha'amra Iskabali Giti Makum Ploini. If a woman sends a Shliach le Kabbalah to accept her get, and she says, accept it from a certain place. And instead, the shliach accepted it in a different place, puzzle. Tanakama says puzzle, because the woman sent a certain direction. He didn't follow, so the get's invalid. She was just saying you should accept it there, but she's agreeable that it should be accepted elsewhere as well. And therefore, you see three shittas who hold that where the mishaleach sends the shliach to accept or to do a shlichus in a certain way, the shliach does it in a bit more complicated way or a different way, it still would be acceptable because they agree with the shita of maramakam hula. Moving on to the second section. Now, we had a machlaikis in our Mishnah, Tanakama and Rabbi Shimon. In a scenario where he's Mikadish her with silver, it turned out that it was gold, which the way we explained in the Maskana was that he had told the woman it would be silver, that she sent the Shliach to accept it. Shliach accepted it, it turned out it was gold. Do we say that there's a page like the Tanakama say so you're not Mikudesh, or do we say Maramakam and it's acceptable? So now Ula qualifies the Machlaikis. Amar Ula, Machlaikis Beshevach Mamun. The Machlaikis is only if there was an improvement in money. There's an improvement in money, so we say Tanakama says she wanted silver, so there's not a kedushin, and Rav Shimon says no, that's an improvement. and there is a kedushin still. But when it comes to an improvement in uh, the yichus status, in the lineage, as we'll see, devrei hakol Everybody would agree you're not married. Rashi's example that he gives here is that the husband says I'm marrying you on condition that I'm a mamzer. Turned out that he was a nosin. Meaning, in a scenario where there's some sort of a shavach yuchsin, is that he says he's one type of yichus, and it turns out that he's actually a better yichus. So everybody would agree, even Rabbi Shimon would concede, says Ula, that this would not be an effective kedushin. My taima, ena mikudash is why. My taima, devriyakol ena mikudash is my taima. What's the reason? Misana derab mikaroi leibo ena, because the woman could say a shoe that's bigger than my foot, I don't want. Now the svara here seems to be that. The woman could say, where uh, you offered silver, turned out it was gold. Good, I'm acceptable to that. I'm not, there's no issue that I'd have with that. When it comes to yichus, if it turns out that you have a greater pedigree, a greater uh, status than what you said on condition that I'm A and it turns out B, that you're something greater, so then you could utilize that to your advantage to lord over me. I never agreed to such a kedushin, and therefore it would not be effective even according to Rabbi Shimon. Tani the Gemara says you have a brisa that supports this. Maida Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon agrees, in, even though he's chaylik in our Mishnah, if the husband tricked her in regards to shvach yochsin, a betterment of yichus, and mekudash is the kedushin would not be binding. Muravashi, so Ravashi says, Actually, the next mission on Memtesimut Beis also implies this distinction, meaning that Shvach Yosin Rabbi Shem would concede. 
Dikatani, because the mission teaches, we're going to see this later at the end of today, if the husband had said, on marrying on condition of a kain, it turned out he was a levi, or levi v'nimtza kain, he says on condition of a levi, it turns out he was a kain, nasin v'nimtza mamzer, he says on marrying on condition of a nasin, it turns out she, that the husband was a mamzer. Mamzer v'nimtza nasin, or a mamzer, it turned out he was a nasin, the end of the Mishnah said, the Kedushin is not effective. So you see, Rabbi Shimon doesn't argue there, you see clearly, Rabbi Shimon would agree that we're at Shvach Yuchsin, that the halacha would be the kedushin is not binding because she doesn't want to marry someone who could utilize his pedigree to lord over her. Maskifla mar bar Ravashi. So Mar, the son of Ravashi, asked Ravashi, "What's your raya from that Mishnah that Rabbi Shimon concedes?" Ela de Katani. But in the Mishnah there, we also had a case on Memtesimud Beis. Almenashi yeshli basa shifcha megudeles. If he says to the if she said, if the husband, the potential suitor, said to the woman, "Marry you on condition that I have a daughter or a shifcha megudelas." Now, the way we're understanding shifcha megudelas means an older shifcha, and the assumption is who's going to service me? Either I have a daughter or an older shifcha who can service me, who can care for me after we're married. So this is like a shvach mama. This is considered a betterment of money. And it turns out that he doesn't have it, or or the inverse, on condition that I don't have it, and it turns out that he does have this thing. And this is the Shvach Mom, and this is also a case of Shvach Mom, the Gemara assumes, because it's talking about house health. This is a financial upgrade, not a Yichus upgrade. The Shvach Mom, and who? And you see, Rabbi Shimon doesn't argue. means, Rabbi Shimon does argue in that case. Marbar Ravashi says it must be. Palig Beresha, he argues on Memchesimut Beis in the case of our Mishnah that we had previously, Vehuadin Lasefa. He also argues in the case of Shifcha Megudelas, Acharami Palig Beresha, Vehuadin Lasefa. So based on that, we could assume the fact that it doesn't mention Rabbi Shimon arguing in the Mishnah regarding Yichus, that I'm a Levi and it turns out he's a Kohen, it's just because he argued in the Resha, but Huadin, he would argue in the Sefer regarding Yichus as well. So says Mar Baravashi to Ravashi, Lachor, you don't have a Raya, based on the fact that he doesn't argue in the case of Shifcha Megudelas, but he certainly does. So therefore, it must be, he also argues in the Sefer regarding Yichos, even though it's not stated. So the Gemara now responds, and Ravashi says two reasons that that's not a kasha. Number one, hachiashta. Hasam, first of all, there in that Mishnah, idi v'idi d'shvach momon. They're both considered shvach momon, meaning the Mishnah on Memchesim Abbeis, it says, on condition it's silver, it turns out it's gold. And in the case of shvach momon in the Sefer, the Memchesim Abbeis, regarding Shifcha Megudeles, so they're both cases of shvach mamon, So you can make that logical conclusion, which is the fact that Rabbi Shimon argues in the Reisha, he doesn't have to re-argue in the Seifa Rabbi Shifcha Megudelis because that's understood that he would argue it's shvach mamon. But hacha, but regarding the case of Yichus, I'm a Levi, and it turns out that he's a Kohen, the shvach who that's a case of upgrade of pedigree. Now, if he would argue in that case, it has to be mentioned clearly in the Mishnah. The fact that it's not mentioned shows that he agrees. So therefore, says Ravashi, it is a raya, the fact that he doesn't argue that he agrees in the case of shvach yochsim. Ibai Seima, alternatively, we give a second answer, Hachanami Shvach Yochsim. Really, the case of Shifcha Megudelis, he doesn't argue because actually that's a case of Shvach Yochsim. And that's why he doesn't argue. Mi Savrit, Mai Megudelis, Gedoyle Mamish. Do you think that it means an older Shifcha or an older daughter who's going to service me, which is a financial betterment? Mai Megudelis, Gadelis. It means Gadelis, which Rashi understands means Chashuva. Meaning is that the husband said, I'm marrying you on condition that I have or I don't have a chashuv uh, maidservant, or a chashuv daughter. 
Someone that's popular. That's the way Rashi learns. To Amrahi, because the woman could say, if it turns out that it's not like the husband that said, I don't want her to take my words, meaning the things that I say, and then she goes and spreads it amongst the neighbors. Meaning if she's popular in the neighborhood, I don't want her to take my information and then go and chatter with other people about it. That would make me feel bad. So that's why that's considered shvach yichus. That's why Bishima doesn't argue in that case. Or as Taisus learns a little bit differently than Rashi, he learns Megadelis is Megadelis Sayer, actually. Like a, a woman who's a hairdresser. So she goes around the neighborhood and she could speak about me elsewhere. That's already a Shvach Yichus. And therefore, Rishimi doesn't argue in the Seifa because it's all talking about Shvach Yichus, even the case of Shifcha Megadelis. All right, let's move on now to the third section of the day. We discussed cases where the husband said, on condition that it's silver, it turns out that it's gold, for example. So now the Gemara moves on to a Brisa with 10 different terminologies, how you would fulfill or satisfy those terminologies in order to be mikudeshes. Tan Rabbanan says the Brahsa, if the husband gives, if the man gives kedushin to the woman and he says, marry me on condition that I am a karyana, a reader, a Torah reader. So the Brahsa defines what would be a Torah reader. Tanakama says, if the husband read three psukim in the Beis HaKnesses, that's sufficient, that's considered a karyana, and you'd be able to be married with that. Now it has to be that he could read the psukim and also translate them. Now the implication the Gemara thinks means yetargim, make up his own targum, his own translation. Does it mean, or Yehuda means to say, that he'll translate it as he wants, to translate it himself? That's difficult because as we're about to see, that's a negative thing, not a positive thing. But the Brisa says, Yehuda himself says, if somebody translates a Pasuk in its literal meaning, meaning he doesn't translate with the extension or the additions of Targum Onkelos, but like its literal meaning, which takes it out of context and it's wrong, he's a liar. And if somebody says, okay, fine, so we have to add, and he adds too much, so he's like cursing and blaspheming. So the Gemara says, it can't be, that's what it means, Yatargim, is the Rebuta saying, that Karyana has to be somebody that makes it up on his own. It means he utilizes Targum Onkelos, like we learned elsewhere, was actually given at Sinai, that's what it means, if he could read that, that's considered a Karyana. Continues the Brahisa. That's only where he said, I'm a karyana. But if he says, I am a scriptural expert, so that's another level. Until he could read Tanakh in its proper way. That's the next level. Number three. If he says on condition that I am a learner. So it refers to Shoyne as Halacha Lamoshim Sinais. Rabbi Yechanan Amar Taira. Now it has to be that he reads Taira. At this point, the Gemara assumes it means Taira Shebich Sav. Mesav asks the Gemara, the Brisa teaches Ezi Mishnah. What is the reference of Mishnah which will be included in Shoyne? Rabbi Meir Amar Halachas. So Rabbi Meir fits with Rabbi Yechanan's Rabbi Chizkiyah Shita, which is Halachas Halacha Lamoshim Sinai. Rabbi Yudai Amar Midrash. No, it refers to Midrash. Rashi says it means. Safra and Sifri, Safra and Sifri, Midrashi Mikros, which is the drasha of Psukim. So the problem is, is that if Torah refers to Bichsav, it doesn't have any other Tanu who supports it. Turn to the Testament base. So my Torah, what is Rabbi Yechonami when he says Torah? means Midrash Torah, means the drashas of Torah. That's what it refers to, actually, like Safra and Sifri. Number four, Vahani Mili Amr La Tanina. That's where he says, I am a learner. It means I learn, as we said, either Allah, Chalamashim, Sinai, Safra and Sifri, drashas. 
But if he says Amatana, now Tana is a higher level, people in the Amoraic days they would memorize, as we'll see momentarily. So then Adetani Hilchasa Sifra Visifri Vitaisefta. It has to be that he learned Halachas, Sifra and Sifri and Taisefta, tremendous bodies of work. That's what would be included under Tana, it's a much more profi- stronger proficiency. Amenashani Talmud continues the Bryce, the number five, on condition that I am a student. So we don't say that the person would have to be like one of the students, like Shimon ben Azai and Shimon ben Zayma. Rashi says these were Talmidim, they never got smicha. But there was nobody in their days that was great and Torah like them. These were the Shaktanim, they were tremendous people. So they don't have this, the person who says, marry me on condition of a Talmud, doesn't have to be like them. As long as he can answer and explain that which he's learning, the subject matter that he's learning right now, even if it's Mesech Dekala, which Rashi says is the Brisa, it's a set of Brisais that's not very deep, it's halachas, straight halachas, that would already be considered a Talmud. Almanas shani chacham. If he says on condition that I am a chacham, ain oimrim kechachmeyav ne kribi akiv v'chaver. We don't say like he has to be like the chachmeyav like kribi akiv and his chaver of who were tremendous. As long as you could ask him a matter of chachma, which it seems to be something based on logic. Rashi's milsa detalia b'svara, something that's based on svara. That would be sufficient in order to. Uh, and he could respond properly, that would be sufficient to be considered on condition that I'm a chacham to be married. Continues the Gemara, Amenashani Gibor. The Brisa continues and says, If the fellow says, Marry me on condition that I'm a Gibor, we don't say that he has to be powerful like Avner Benner, who was the officer of Shaul, or Yoyah Ben Suriya, who was the officer of David, who were powerful warriors, or the Koshachavir, Misyaroy, Mimenu, Vimpegvurasa. He just has to be that his friends are intimidated because of his, his strength. Amenashani Asher, if he says on condition that I'm wealthy, we don't say that he has to be wealthy like these two extremely wealthy people. Rashi goes through and explains that these were tremendously wealthy people. It just has to be the people in the city honor him because of his wealth. If he says on condition that I'm a tzaddik, even if he's a Russia gomer, the marriage is binding. Because maybe he had the thoughts of tshuva in his mind, and that would already be sufficient to classify him as a tzaddik gomer, as a tzaddik. And in the inverse to that, Final case, Almanashani Russia. If he says I'm marrying on condition that I'm a Russia, feel it's a gummer even if he's a tzadik gummer, you'd be married. Shema here devar avoidas kechavim bedaitai, because maybe he thought about avoidas kechavim. We learned earlier, even the machshava of avoidas zar is already an avera that can make person tremendously wicked, and he'd be considered a Russia, and the condition would be binding. Okay, now that we discussed the definitions of these different terminologies in the context of kedushin, the Gemara moves on now to a very interesting Gemara that talks about different measures and items that descended into the world and which areas of the world capitalized and utilizes them the most. So it continues the bright, the, bright, the Gemara tells us now the following. Ten measures of chachma, of wisdom, entered the world. Rashi says chachma here means Torah and derech Interesting. Torah and derech so ten measures of Chachma entered the world. Tisha, not Lu Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael took nine of them, Ve'echad kol o'elam kula, and the rest of the world divvied up the remaining one measure. Asarakavim yoifi yardu lo'elam, ten measures of, of beauty entered the world. Tisha, not Lu Yerushalayim. So nine of them were taken by Yerushalayim, Ve'echad kol o'elam kula, and the remaining one was divvied up by the world. Asarakavim yashiras yardu lo'elam, ten measures of wealth entered the world. Tisha, not Lu Remim kadmainim. So nine of them were taken by the early Romans. 
very wealthy. And one was divided up by the rest of the world. Ten measures of financial poverty descended into the world. Nine was, take, was taken by Bovel. And one was taken by the rest of the world. Ten measures of haughtiness descended into the world. So nine were taken by Elam, which is a country next to um, Bovel. And one was taken by the rest of the world. Now the Gemara wonders, based on that last Russia, the Gasus Nachis. Did Gasus, did haughtiness not descend into Babel? But the Pazak in Zechariah teaches us where Zechariah had this vision about Malachim. It says, Zechariah says, I lifted my eyes and I saw. There were two women, it's an allegory, it's a reference to Malachim, that were going out and there was Ruach in their, in their wings. So we're going to see Ruach refers to Gasus or Ruach, Gaiva. And they had the wings like the wings of a stork, which Rashi says we know they have the midah of chanufa, is that they only do kindness with their kind. So there's chanifus associated with that. So these two women in his, in his vision were carrying things of the Yetzir Hara, as Rashi says from the earlier Pesukim in Zechariah. Specifically, two measures were Gasus Haruach and chanifus. And they lifted this item that's a measuring cup, which is the Yetzer the Hara of these things, between heaven and earth. And I said to the Malach that was speaking to me, Where are they bringing this measure? To build a house in the land of Shinar. And this refers to Bovel. This refers to Chanifos. Uh, flattery, which is a negative character trait, the Aver, the Yitzhar of Chanifus, and Gasasaruch, Adinis, Shiard Labavel, he descended into Bavel. So asks the Gemara, you see clearly Gasasaruch entered Bavel, not Elam. So the Gemara says, mm-hmm. Initially, Gasasaruch, through this vision, it entered Bavel. But eventually, it stretched to Elam, and that's where it was, is now predominant. The Ekonomi, the Gemara says, it's Mashma from the Psukim, that's what happened, the Katani, because it says, Livnais la bias. Now, there's two ways Rashi learns this. Livnais la bias. One Rashi learns is that it says these two measures came down, and then it says to build for it in the singular terminology a house in Bavel, referring to the fact that only Hanifus became entrenched in Bavel, but Gasasaruch went away to Elam. The other way that they learn, Rashi learns is Livnais la. The attempt was to build a house for it there, but it didn't end up being built there because Gasasaruch actually went to Elam. Shmami, that's a good raya. Aini, the Gemara says, still, is that true? That the simen, the sign that people are haughty, is poverty. We said poverty exists in Bavel. So how can you say Gasas Haruach exists in Elam if the sign for poverty, for, for uh, haughtiness, is poverty? So the Gemara says, Maya Nias. No, we say that the sign for Gasas is a... Uh, is, uh, is poverty, what are we referring to? Aniyas de Torah, that refers to an impoverishment, a lacking in Torah, meaning in Bavel, they were poor financially, that's true. But as we'll see, Rashi says, they were tremendously successful in Torah. They learned Torah, they taught Torah. There was a tremendous, I and mean, that's where all the great yeshivas were. In Elam, there, there was a, the, the, that was Simen Legasas Aniyas, meaning where there's a impoverishment of Torah, Simon Legasis is that pop that they know that they're full of themselves as well. The Chsiv, like the Pasuk in Shir Hashirim says, It says in the Pasuk, we have a young sister whose breasts are not developed, which Rashi explains means 
They don't have Talmidei Chacham who can nurture others by teaching others. This refers to Elam that they learned Torah there. You had Mordechai and you had Daniel, says Rashi, who were great Talmidei Chachamim. But because of the haughtiness that they had, there was a lacking in Torah. Nius de Torah, that's what existed in Elam, and they couldn't actually teach their generation properly. Seems to be based on the fact, as Rashi learns, because of their haughtiness, they were not Mishamish called Tsarkai. They didn't look to develop themselves in Torah learning. It sounds like the people, the general populace, and therefore they were in Zoha to be Melamed, to teach the general populace Torah. They were only able to learn Torah. That's in Elam. But in Achanami and Baba, we say refers to poverty in, in a financial sense, and there, there, there was tremendous Torah, however. Back to the Gemara. Asara Kabim Gevura Yardel Oilam. Ten measures of might descended into the world. Tishanatlu Parsim Nechulei. Nine of them were taken by the Persians, etc., meaning the rest of the world took one. Asara Kabim Kinim Yardel Oilam. Ten measures of lice entered the world. Tishanatlu Madai. The Medeans, they took nine of them, and the one measure was divided by the rest of the world. Asara Kabim Kishafim Yardel Oilam. Ten measures of uh, witchcraft entered the world, Tisha, Natlu, Mitzrayim. Nine of them were taken by the Egyptians. We know in the times of uh, even the Jews being there, they were great in black magic and, and witchcraft. Chulei, meaning the rest of the, the, the other measure was taken by the rest of the world. Ten measures of disease entered the world, Tisha, Natlu, Chazirim. So nine was taken by the pigs. And Chulei, uh, one measure of disease was taken by the rest of the, ant, the world. Ten kavim measures of uh, sexual immorality entered the world. Tisha not Laravia. Arabia took nine of them, and one was taken by the rest of the world. Asara and Tisha, Asara kavim azus yardulaylam. Ten measures of azus brazenness. As Rashi says, is mamzerim. Gemara tells us that if somebody is azus panim, you could assume that he's a mamzer. Yardulaylam they descend into the world. Tisha not meishan so meishan, which is like the psule yichos of the world. As Rashi says, it's mesa. It's the worst. Was taken by Meshon and Chulei, the one measure of Azus of Mamzerus was taken by the rest of the world. Ten measures of Sicha, of idle chatter, was taken and descended to the world. Nine was taken by the women and one was taken by the rest of the world. Ten measures of drunkenness descended to the world. The Ethiopians took nine of them, one was taken by the rest of the world. Uh, ten measures of sleep descended into the world. Tisha natl avadim. Nine was taken by the slaves. Ve'echa natl kolam kula. And the rest was taken by the rest of the world. Okay, moving on to the final section of the day now. Now we learned in the last Mishnah, if he makes a condition that it's, like we said, a financial upgrade based on what he actually gave and what he said, so we had a machleikis, do we say, maramakam according to Rishim, and according to Tanakhama, there's a kpeda. Now we move on, as we explained before, it's actually shvach yuchsim. Says the Mishnah, If the fellow said, marry me on condition that I'm a Koyen, it turned out he was a Levi. Or the opposite, Levi, If he said on condition that I'm a Nasan, it turned out he was a Mamzer. Nasan were these people, in the days of Yeshua ben Nun, they approached the camp and tricked them into making a peace treaty, thinking they weren't part of the Shiva Umos. Turned out that they were. Eventually, in the days of David, there was a Gezerah against them because of their level of cruelty. They didn't have the Midah of so there was a, a gezer they couldn't marry into the populace. They remained as the uh, water carriers and the wood choppers. But he said, I'm a nos, and it turned out he was a mamzer. Mamzer venimtza nosen, or vice versa. Ben ir venimtza ben krach. He said, I'm marrying me on condition that I'm a townsperson, like a suburban, the outskirts. But it turned out, it turned out that he was actually ben krach, meaning he was a big city person. That seems to be a negativity because it's uh, more congestion and markets, etc., in a negative sense. Or ben krach venimtza ben we'll discuss in the Gemara, or vice versa. Al menashe basic karav lamerchatz venimtza rochik. If he said, I'm marrying a condition that my house is 
far from the bathhouse. It turned out it did, close, and it turned out it was far. Or vice versa. Where he says, on condition, marry me, condition that I have, as we learned earlier. There's two ways to learn this, but we learned earlier the maskana seems to be a daughter or a shifcha who's chashuva, who's significant, and it turns out he doesn't have that, or vice versa, on condition that I don't have that, and it turns out he does have that, on condition that he doesn't have sons, and it turns out he did, or on condition that he did have children, and he doesn't have sons, in all these cases, even if she says after, I know he tricked me, but my, my intent was to be married to him even if he didn't have that item that he said in the Kiddushin. The Kiddushin is not effective. And also if she misled him, meaning if she said in condition that I have children, and it turned out she didn't have children, he married her on that condition, the Kiddushin would be negated. It's considered batal based on a mekachtos, a uh, false transaction. Okay, now we're going to stop here, the third to last line on Memtesim with Beis. As was Hashem, will pick up with the Gemara tomorrow in the meantime, and, and Daphnun, but in the meantime, everybody have a wonderful day.